Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And you guys are listening to episode 97. Oh, yeah. The one where it all ends. <laughs> the great finale. Thank you for being here with us, guys, for the last three years. We are signing off today. No, just kidding. We're just getting started. We are back, everyone. <laughs> Cam and I are... Actually, I was going to say we're young and we're ready for it. I, I was I was telling Cam earlier today that we're both looking a little older. But I don't know if he agrees with that. I disagree. I think we just look mature. Actually, you know what, dude? Looking, Me and Abby were looking back on some photos from just a few years ago, like, oh, like five years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. I look like a child. And I have, like, <laughs> really long hair and, like, a goatee. But it's in it's – in, this part of your face from below your nose to your forehead. It's like, it just looks older. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would say too, that the eyes are looking a little older too on both of us. Oh yeah. But you know, that's what happens, especially when uh, you get married, you open some businesses and it's just a combined, <laughs> combined life experiences. Right. Dude, <laughs> if you're, things. if you're trying to point the fact that you think Abby is aging me, <laughs> we're gonna have an issue andrew no okay? no I'm, I'm actually uh, i would make the argument that you'd look worse if um you weren't married so i, I probably think abby's would. abby's doing a, a better she's helping with some skincare routine stuff i hear dude she actually has uh <laughs> really encouraged me no so she washes her face every single day do you believe that can you every can you like every day dude her bedtime routine is she does like two or three things to her face and it's like astounding like, to me. Cam's like, guys, I haven't washed my face in years. <laughs> Dude, I would like growing up and even through college, I would randomly wash my face like a few times a year, like not consistent. But she's got this like little handheld thing that has like these very short rubber bristles that are like kind of thick. So it's not like a brush but um it gets in there and like just i don't know maybe once every two weeks i'll just scrub away at my face i don't know if it does anything but that's my skincare routine so far i think that's a good it's a good representation for a lot of things that cam and i do um we just we, we believe that there's probably some positive effect taking place but we haven't actually fully looked into that so we just do them anyways exactly we tell people about them exactly dude <laughs> Like I think my skin probably looks the same. I don't know. I never really had an issue with acne anyways, but I'm like, gosh, ah, this is something I should be doing. So I'm going to do it even though if there's no benefit. Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast, guys. Thanks for being part of the Fired Up Podcast. Here at the Fired Up Podcast, we are a fitness-based podcast. We can and I talk about a number of different things. Obviously, starting off with skincare routine and... Honestly, uh, we are not <laughs> even pseudo experts inside of that, <laughs> but glad to have you guys here. Once again, this is episode 97. Uh, Cam and I have been around. If you have not, this is your first episode you're a part of. Welcome aboard. We have been around for nearing three years, going on three years for the Fire Up Podcast, coming up on number 100. Yeah, it's a big deal, dude. We're just a few months away from three years and and a few away from 100, so... Yeah, you know, it's funny, man, like looking back on this past year when we were like, oh, dude, this is going to be like the most consistent year ever. I'm pretty sure our first year we were insanely consistent. Like oh, yeah. we had we had more than 52 episodes in that first year. And if you think about it, we're approaching episode 100, but we're only on like what well, we're three years in. So it's like, oh, that's 30 episodes. Uh, that's 30 episodes per year. So we've missed like we're almost failing. <laughs> we we should be getting close to 150 episodes. Well, if, if you guys if you guys are noticing that we have not been hitting as many um, episodes lately as we were prior, like Camp stated, we're not slowing down at this point. Where I would argue, not mentally at least, I know Cam uh, feels the same way. We're not looking to to cease the fire up podcast or change things around. Um, it's truly just there are. I think there's there's. Sometimes when people say, oh, I've just been really busy, there's a different situation when you have tons of different business um, priorities that are taking place. And this is 
the busiest season of my life that I've ever been personally um, attached to a lot of traveling going on. So Cam and I, we, and we talk about it often too, how can we make this thing more consistent? How can we make it more beneficial for everybody who um, listens to this thing? Because the hundred plus people out there who for some reason pop in and out and consistently, some of you consistently show up for every episode, we want to, and for all the people who will eventually join in and start listening as well, want to provide educational content for you in terms of fitness. We want to make it fun and make it exciting. So we're not slowing down. We're actually trying to ramp it up, just trying to figure out. So if you have any ideas as to how we can be better, better helpful, more helpful for you guys in terms <laughs> of content to create for uh, the podcast as well. Let us know. Give us a shout because we don't have any ego inside of that as well is what I would say. But would you agree that things are looking up for the FUP in 2022? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I think it just comes down to really, I mean, it comes down to how you would do any sort of goal is just you got to plan for it. Like I was even thinking the other day, like, man, I should really start making lists for the weekend of like things I just want to get done. Cause once I write down a list and it's like planned, it, there's, and I don't know if this works the same for everyone, but like once it's on the list, it is going to get done. If it's not on the list, it's, it, it's just, it, it's 50, 50, maybe it will, maybe it won't. So I think if, if you and I are able to sit down and say, Hey, every week we record this, this day, this time, we remember that one time when we like had that whiteboard and we had like four podcasts planned out, like the topics and all that stuff, dude. I think it's when you did like your first, like no pizza or like we can't, you canceled pizza or something like in pizza June. Was canceled for a whole month. That's right. That's right. Like that's just the way you do it, dude. The more you plan, the more successful you're probably going to be, or at least the, the Absolutely. odds of you succeeding are greatly improved. And that's something that we talk about quite a bit, right? We, yeah. we talk about that inside of fitness too. Um, it's fun to even think back on. That was the first time in my life I went out of my way to to find that discomfort in terms of you know what I find something very comfortable, very enjoyable pizza, right? You, know, you mm-hmm. can laugh at that and whatever, but everybody's got those different things. And I went out of my way to avoid that for a specific month. And it was pretty darn hard because especially when you find something so comforting, especially when you're stressed out or working a lot or whatever, it's great to, at least from my experience, to set up those challenges to avoid those. And um, at that time, that was a huge accomplishment when we first started talking about that in the podcast. Uh, And looking back to, you know, 75 hard was last year for me, first run around, and that was 75 days of avoiding not just pizza, but a lot of things that I really enjoy um, to see some major success in terms of fitness endeavors. So mm-hmm. always yeah. starts with a little thing and just continues to, to transpire into bigger things as long as you are building momentum, kind of like the podcast. Yeah. Speaking of endeavors, how has your December been? <laughs> you just want to know what happened. I, so do. I told Cam, <laughs> I told Cam that there was a, I actually got injured for the first time in a, in a while. Um, and for those of you who know my little bit of training and injury history, for those who've been around for a while, it's not my knee, not my knee this time. So <laughs> December is the month where focusing on basically for me, it's my climax for my, uh, strength gaining phase. I'm getting ready to start leaning out for summer. Um, and that's what I personally believe is a great way to go about that is to slowly start doing that depending on where your goals are. Of course, though, I've got a bit of weight to lose extra weight to lose. So I'm starting out in January and we're going to slow roll this thing all the way how, into how much you summer. weigh, how much do you weigh? Well, I've already started to lose a little bit, right? But my peak was 243, 245. So <laughs> back at yeah. my lowest point last or my leanest point last fall, 2020, I was at 189 was the lowest number I saw. So I've seen quite a bit of swing and I've added on a lot of body fat, but this is the strongest I've ever gotten in terms of strength and um, I would say even muscle size. I'm the biggest I've ever been. I've got a big head. And at a few points, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, man, my head looks kind of smaller. <laughs> I just Everything else has just gotten so much bigger, right? So we're, we're finishing up that 
uh, so I'm not 243, 244, 245 anymore, but started to lean out. Um, and at that peak, I was demoing actually over at work I, at Eat the Frog Fitness. I was coaching a session um, actually about a week and a half ago. So it was early on in our December, kind of the first week and a half or so. And I was demoing a lateral lunge, and this is not a dangerous movement, but I was, and I wasn't super, super tight. I was actually hitting pretty good depth, no weight at all um, with this movement. I was just showing somebody how to do it, showing the, a lot of people at, at one time. And I went for a lateral lunge. One leg is straight. The other leg that you're moving towards in that lateral direction, for me, it was my right side is bent. So I'm, it's almost like a single leg squat is what I like to call it. While that there's tension on that hamstring and on that groin, when you're moving away from that straight leg, you push off that bent leg and send yourself back up to that standing position. So hopefully that paints a pretty decent mental picture. When I got to that bent leg position with my leg, my left leg straight, I felt a deep muscle pop right underneath my hamstring, kind of where it, ta- it attaches to your glute. And I knew right away, it was one of those where you're like, oh, shit, it was pretty <laughs> intense. And I was like, oh, my God, it, you know, I kind of got like warm, almost there's no good way to say this, warm chills through my body, like a little bit of a blood rush. And I was like, oh, no, like this is not good. And I had to walk it off a little bit. And then the entire rest of the day, I was like, oh, OK, it's starting to swell. This isn't good. I definitely did something to it. And the next day, it was so tough to walk. It was pretty bad. And I had to coach a lot uh, to cover some some sessions. So it's been minimal rest since then. But it's been getting better day by day, of course. But um, just a good reminder, guys, that yes, I work on mobility. I, I would say I'm one of the most mobile versions of myself that I've ever been. Hmm. And still, muscles that are very tight, and thank goodness it wasn't loaded because if it was loaded, it could be worse. Um, you can always injure yourself. There's always potential for injury. But thankfully, it, this doesn't seem like it was incredibly bad, but it's definitely messed up. So that kind of put my dead December to a rest for a period of time. Dang. So you you only got to do dead December for like a week pretty About much? A week and a half, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's obviously never funny getting injured, but that is – that is kind of goofy and I'm kind of with you because I like messed up my lower back shovel <laughs> shoveling probably less than two inches of snow and it wasn't wet snow. It was like the stuff that if I took out like a leaf blower, I could have blowed it, blown, <laughs> blew it all away. Like, I don't know what happened, dude. I, I really don't. I mean, when Abby nice and I, right? this was a week and a half ago. This this was this one. A week and a <laughs> like, half ago? Yeah, I like just did it. So Abby and I spent like about a week in Mexico and the whole time we're like sitting in beach chairs. Like we're not moving a lot. It's not like a very active vacation. Like you're just soaking up the sun, kind of hanging out in the pool. I worked out like three times, but you know, I'm I don't know. I was on vacation. Like the mindset was just like, all right, dude, just do enough to kind of feel good and, you know, make it tough, but nothing crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so pretty inactive. And then we had a day where we were sitting all day. We were in a cab to an airplane, sitting at the airport, getting on another plane. And then we had a drive to Holland all in one day. So I woke up in Mexico, went to bed in Michigan and got to hang out in Illinois. And then the next day, it, it was like when COVID happened, dude, I got like a back spasm during like you know, 18 months ago from being so inactive, my back just like spazzed up and was like really messed up for a few days. Look at that same thing. It was so weird. Like, and then the other day I, you know, I was feeling it a little bit and I did like a a deadlift session and my back felt amazing after that. So I just did a bunch of exercises that just rushed a bunch of blood there. Um, and was able to go pretty decently, heavy with deadlifts and then, you know, squatting felt fine. And, and now it's like, I'm fully recovered, but I feel like when it, like once you get into a certain consistency of training and a certain level of activity and load that your body's used to, if then you go into a period of you're just sitting all day, 
I don't really know why, but I, I feel like stuff can get messed up. And I, I, yeah. I don't really have a reason for it, but I, it's happened to me twice. So I just got to know, I just got to not ever stop for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's so we both kind of been through a little bit of an injury season really stupid place. injuries you did a body weight lateral lunge and you can squat almost 400 pounds and you hurt your hamstring like, yeah right right what, like what the hell is that dude that's ridiculous I, I am excited to kind of see if i could push a little bit more pr before we uh start leaning out because i know i'm gonna lose some strength um but i i've been actually Dealing with just a nagging little annoyance in, uh, injury for the last few, last, I would say month and a half or so. And it's definitely just the amount of weight that I have on my body right now. My body just isn't used to it. Mm. I The left side of my back has been so tight. It's been like a constant like knot in the middle of my back. And it's been so obnoxious because I, I think I just have so much more mass. I mean, if we look at the numbers that you know, I laid out for you guys roughly 190 to, to 240 if we want to make it even. That's a 50-pound swing mm-hmm. on my uh, on my body that just has not been used to it. So it's been so uncomfortable. It's it's ridiculous. And my range of motion has been limited too. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're pretty much wearing – because normally I feel like you kind of hover around like 205, 210, like somewhere about in there. Yeah. So you, you've pretty much been wearing a weight vest. Like you I are did some a weight vested cardio today because now we're starting to lean out. And I thought about that. I was like, man, normally I'd be about where I am now with my weight vest on, and I'm actually uh, like 270 or so with yeah. my weight vest on. Yeah, that's oh man, that's goofy, dude. I tried to run a little bit, and my I was like, we're not even gonna mess with the knees here. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we have a good streak. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it safe. Oh god, dude. So how are you going? So. This is actually a really good topic because a lot of people, I I think most people want to get ready for summer, but they want to get ready for summer in May or June. (laughs) Like they want to get ready for summer at like the beginning of summer, which is a really stupid way of going about it. And a lot of guys, you know, they do the classic winter bulk and then they cut for the summer. But sometimes like the winter bowl kind of leads into the spring, leads into the summer, blah, blah, blah. So what are what is your game plan going forward to lose as much fat? I guess I guess first off, your goal is just to lose a bunch of fat, right? Lean out and maintain muscle, right? Well, for for coming up. Yeah, like move like this leaning out phase. Mm-hmm. You're obviously going to try to hang on to as much muscle that you've built up as possible while losing the most amount of fat as possible. Yep. So what what's your game plan over the next five months? Because that's about when summer starts. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I would say my goal. I don't have because once again, this is the most muscle I packed on my body uh, and the most also the most body fat I think I've had a long time. It's it's I, I don't think I look like I have the most body fat I've had ever though. And that's the funny part with that muscle mass, it kind of changes what that dyna- dynamic looks like. And um, since there's kind of a combination of both, that's why I'm seeing these new numbers here. So it's I, I definitely want to lean out as much as I can. I would love to see visually that full six pack again that I had that coveted six pack that I saw <laughs> in the fall of 2020. But it's it's there's no number attached to it because I don't know what that's going to look like with more muscle mass here today too. I don't want to be – I believe I don't want to be a 189 because I've packed on more. So I want to retain more muscle this time around, be a little bit, a little bit bigger once we get to that point. So it will be fun to see what that looks like. And I would even encourage you guys, if you don't know, let's say you have put on some muscle, you're similar to me, and you're like, man, you know, 135 is a really comfortable weight for me evaluate yourself you know is that a comfortable weight is that something that truly is comfortable for you or is that just something where you're like this is what i'm used to and this is what i know this is what i have reference with so if you're looking to lean out focus on that you know focus on trying to make that the priority instead of a specific number goal if that makes sense but number goals too if we're looking at body fat percentage 
That's another great one to look at if you can measure that properly. You have the equipment to do so, have the support to do so. It's also more accurate and it encompasses more of that muscle mass um, number two. Right. And I think the numbers are funny, right? Because I think most people probably don't they, they probably don't know what their body fat percentage should be for the yep. look that they want to get. And I'm not saying I know either. Like I have no idea. Actually, I do know what I look like at 7% body fat because I was after the Spartan race. Um, but, you know, people, they, they don't know what their current body fat percentage is and they don't really know what it should be if they want to get lean. So, if they don't have, or if they don't have access to an, an in-body scan or whatever, a good resource is also just, dude, just take pictures of yourself. If you take pictures of yourself once a week, few times a week, whatever, uh, it'll be uncomfortable at first. But over time, because really what people care about is the way that they look. You're not going to go around with a shirt that says 8% or whatever your body fat is. You're going to yeah. walk around knowing what you look like. So you don't need it is a good resource. Like what Andrew was saying, like if you have access to equipment that will measure your body fat percentage, that's a great data point to have, but taking pictures of yourself is very useful as well. Cause you're tracking your own progress over time and you're tracking the thing that you care about. hundred percent. So what are you, what are you looking to do over the next once again, can you believe that we're already back at this point? I feel like we no, just had this conversation. We we, we were, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you could you could look back and Cam and I have been here so so re- or it feels like it too. This has been I keep saying it, the fastest year. I don't know if you guys agree with that. There's been so much going on at least in my life and Cam's life. We just talked about goals objectives for 2021 and now we're coming to a close yeah no it's it, it is crazy this race car pacing towards the grave it's amazing dude yeah the older you get it just goes by quicker i'm i'm really <laughs> i'm really enjoying this powerlifting style training that i've been doing um and having already accomplished my main fitness goal for the year which is just to be the strongest i've ever been um i will i'm i'm debating if i want to do another pr before the end of the year with my deadlift just to see i think i have a little bit more that i could do honestly um but this year dude right now my total um and just to give you guys some clarity my total is my squat bench and deadlift my total is 955 right now with the three prs i did within the past few weeks and one thing I kind of have to figure out um, is what is a what's a realistic yet challenging new total to aim for. So I think it would be really cool to, and I like my idea of evolutions. So you have your your one goal that you think like you know I'm probably going to get this, but what if you make it in July or August? You need that second level, right? So. My first goal for this year is to get a total of 1,100 pounds, which is which is adding 150 pounds to between all three lifts. Hold on, we've been here before. Hold on. And now, so here's this is kind of funny. Yeah, you haven't even posted your your brand new T-shirt. I'm sorry, I I, I gotta I gotta point that out. I, I have a video ready for it. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I need to. Uh, there's an audio that you, me, and Alex Apostle have that I need to find and I'm putting it over that and I'm wearing my chasing the dream shirt. Um, <laughs> Guys, I, I made this t-shirt and I finally gave it to camp. <laughs> this, uh, I made this design or I, I had a, I commissioned it to, to be made last year around this time. And then I finally had it printed. It was, it's cam hitting this like four, this huge heavy looking deadlift has 400 pounds slapped on the side of it. And he's just triumphant and he's making this ridiculous face and, I made him yoked out of his mind. So. Oh, it's like I'm unnecessarily jacked. Like the cam that's on that t-shirt can probably rep 400 for like six. Like he is an absolute unit. With, with just his arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so how I kind of figured this out, because in my brain, 
again, I and I wrote it all down. I'm like, all right, what's the game plan? Because then in my brain, it's like, now it's doable because I wrote it out. I planned it out. So the squat and, and deadlift comprise about 37% of my total. And then my bench is about, I think it was like 26 or something like that, right? These are like rough numbers. Um, so like, all right, well, let's just take those percentages out of 1,100. Fun, funny enough, that is a 405 deadlift and a 405 <laughs> <laughs> squat. And then it's like a wait. Oh, you're trying to deadlift as much as you can squat. That's just, here's so here's the thing. This is based off where I'm at now. So right now my deadlift, I think my my one rep max was three three forty five, I believe. Um, I I think I could do three fifty five or three sixty. But then my my squat is like three thirty five. So percentage wise, they're they're one percentage point off. But when you scale that with eleven hundred pounds, they ended. I think they ended up being like four hundred and four hundred five or so. Like, it's if I would actually try it, I'd probably just try four hundred five for both. Um, so, guys, I, I want to cut in too as a trainer. This is this is not something that's usually pretty traditional for people. Most of the time, your deadlift should be stronger than your squat. I would argue. So this is this shows some. Imbalances going on with Cam's uh, Cam's physique over here. Yeah, I knowing would. that his like, but he did. And if we recall, we can even look back in our podcast history. Cam had such a long time where he focused on just training the crap out of his legs and making his legs as big as strong as he could. He had a long season. I would say probably close to a year where you were just focusing on that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely the the main goal, but it was also. I was also fighting against myself because I was doing way too many Orange Theory classes and being a numbnut with that, where this past year is the first year that I've said there's one goal. And this next year, it is the same goal. So, dude, a year from now, I will have worked strictly on these three lifts for two years. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident, um, and I, I kind of have a – a rough game plan. And, and real quick, I do agree with you. Normally, your your deadlift should be your your biggest lift. Obviously, that's going to depend on how you're training. I mean, there's this one, oh my God, I can't remember this kid's name. He's 17 years old. He's from Oregon and he's one of the best, like he has like all-time American records. Like, and he's freaking 17. Huge kid, trains uh, with Chris Duffin at, at Kabuki Strength sometimes. His squat is like 150 pounds higher than his deadlift. So I don't know if that comes really? down to his training or if he just sometimes certain quite, movements quite a bit click. Of genetics involved when you're 17 and you're that strong too. Oh, dude, I mean, to, this, to lift. this kid is a tank. You look at him and you're like, dude, you're just, you're meant to lift heavy stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, hopefully over the next year, my deadlift kind of takes off. Um, and the deadlift is the the thing that I'm like, that one needs to improve the most. One, because I like it the most, but also that elusive 400 pound deadlift. I'm, I'm a lot less heady about it now because um, this year I do feel pretty confident. I'm like, no, I can, I'll be able to do that. I, I really do um, feel like that's manageable and doable while also upping my other lifts. Um, and I've been, I've been writing up like my first three weeks are all, or not three weeks. Um, first three months of the year are already planned out. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can always go into that at a later episode, I guess, but I'm kind of trying something new where each month is the primary focus is on one lift while still working on the other two, but like, so January is a deadlift month and then I'll do two weeks. You know, let me know what you think about this. Cause I'm, I'm kind of spitballing this. It was just kind of an idea I had at work. And so I started writing it down thinking maybe this will work. Um, so January, we're going to do four weeks of deadlift training. Obviously I'll still be doing squat and bench, but on my accessory day, it's going to focus more on my lacking points for deadlift. And I'll do two weeks of doing more, more volume 
for upper body. After that, we go into four weeks of benching. After that, two weeks of um, volume training for my legs. And then we go into four weeks of squatting. So it's always, I guess, more volume training followed by strength training for that same body part or same muscle groups and just seeing what happens. I've never really... You load in. You have to yeah. make sure that you're, especially if you're doing so much volume and so much strength, um, you've got it. You got to break it up a little bit um, just to continue to get back to the basics. Allow yourself, allow your CNS to recover a little bit. Um, and also, you'll see some strength gains if you focus on eating inside of that, right? That entire mm-hmm. week of being able to just recover very, very well. Yeah. I mean, with the. With the volume, it's I would still be benching. Like so like with the upper body, two weeks of volume. I'll still be doing the movement, but then it'll be a lot of higher volume with accessory work. So I'm thinking, well, what if I work on the weak points for two weeks and then do strength training for four? But I don't know, I gotta find a way where it doesn't sacrifice the other two. So I don't know, man. We will We'll see how it goes. I think I'll be able to catch on pretty pretty quickly if it's worth it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Of course, focusing on getting stronger is always going to be worth it, right, to, to some extent. It just depends on what you want to do, and it's going to help get you where you want to be. But I would just consider um, adding in a little bit more deload involved with that because it allows you to truly just recover better and to um, – put on more strength, period. I know mm-hmm. that with me and this whole process, when I focused on giving myself a little bit more recovery, that's when I saw some more strength gains, right? And um, Cam and I have been in a, a similar similar phase right now, just trying to get as strong as possible. And many of the P10 training team has been doing the same thing. A lot of us actually have just been focusing on um, getting strong during the winter as we should and then uh, leaning out as we approach the the spring, but no, I think that's that's a great way to go about that, and just it, it's going to help with mechanics too. I mean, if you're focusing on, and, and I think for specifically with you knowing, it's cool because I know you very well. You need to feel very secure inside of those training patterns to excel and to push yourself mm-hmm. past that because there's a big mental block when Cam does not feel ready for something. If this is you out there too, this definitely applies to you here. But Cam's mentality is if he does not feel prepared for something, he's not going to be – he's going to be hindered um, and not able to perform, period. So mm-hmm. he needs to he needs to be in the right mental, mental space like many of us do. Me, on the other hand, I'm a little bit more sporadic where if I can just make things happen, I can, I can get into that mindset and just go for something. For example, I recently had a squat PR where – I was not planning on going in for a squat PR that day, but Cam let me know what his squat PR was. And I was like, oh man, he's getting really close to what my old PR was. So not being fully recovered, not being fully, not everything was, oh, I didn't get my full eight hours of sleep. I didn't, but I felt okay that day. I allowed myself to, without the absolute perfect circumstances, perfect mindset, say, hey, Let's go for something. If we're feeling good, let's see how it feels when we're warming up, when we're adding on weight. And if we do feel okay, we don't have to go for our 101% PR. But mm-hmm. maybe if we can get something heavier than what we had last time, uh, a year and a half prior, cool. That'd be great if we could do that. And we did, right? So it, it just depends on how your mind is and just knowing you, Cam, that could be a benefit to you where you are just focusing so much on that, allowing yourself to get very comfortable inside of those things because usually when we do see programs inside of four weeks or so, um, you seem to be in a better mental place too where you just feel more accomplished. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not like a rushed thing either, right? It's like, it's not like I'll just be doing December and then a squat-tober and then a, a bench-uary, whatever, right? It's like, it's just it's going to lean a little bit more towards one lift or the other as far as accessory work. Um, and that, you know, that that's really all it is. Like my squat and bench should also be improving 
during my deadlift month, right? But um, I actually I uh, videotaped myself squatting and deadlifting the other week, um, and that's actually really interesting. If you guys are like looking to improve strength on certain movements, just videotape yourself and see what you look like during the movement. I did not realize. So I had a, the the camera just like right in front of me when I was squatting. Um, and I was like, holy crap, I shift. Like there's more weight on my left leg, which sometimes I can kind of feel, but actually seeing it, I kind of told you that for years. <laughs> no, I did. I did the other. Yeah, I was thing. like, "This is a crazy brand new." Thing. No, I used to. I used to do this. I don't mean this. I mean I'm going side to side. Like well, so, prior back in the day, when you would squat, or at least when I was squatting with you regularly, you would shift your weight. Mm-hmm. If you guys can imagine Cam having his his barbell on his back, he would tilt at an angle, his left side slightly forward. So his right side would be slightly behind you. But if we think about the mechanics there, you're allowing that left leg to push harder than the right leg. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a similar mechanic here. It's just that imbalance where since you're left-handed and left-footed, right, mm-hmm. you're trying to use that left side more so than the other. It's right. just manifesting in a different way. Yeah, like it's literally the bar is level. It's just shifting to the left, like, I'm like, this is oh. brand new. I've never <laughs> well, seen like when, this. <laughs> well, when I feel it is one thing, but then you see how far the bar actually moves and you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's quite a bit. And then deadlifting, I'm like, geez, I like crank my head up, but I didn't know I did that. <laughs> I had no that's idea. I'm like, dude, I should probably keep my my head a little more neutral. <laughs> I'm like looking up to the heavens, praying that I lift it. Well, if you guys are considering this too, and you find yourself in more of that perfectionistic mindset like Cam does, um, realize too, this is good advice for Cam. It's good advice for you guys. We can always do better for form. We can always improve. As a trainer, what I focus on is if I see somebody doing something wrong, is this going to hurt them right now? Is this going to, mm-hmm. is there a greater, because once again, and this is great reference too, for my lateral lunge, Form was fine, more than likely. It's just sometimes you can get injured. But what is the likelihood of this being a more dangerous move if I don't help correct this or not? Because once again, we can always do things better than what we're currently doing them like, right? Mm -hmm. We're imperfect um, human beings in everything, including training. Now, if this is a greater risk, I'll say, hey, this is how we should go about it. And I'll try to mitigate some of that risk as much as I can. Um, and go from there. So yeah. keep that in mind. It's not you don't you don't have to be perfect. There's always going to be a few things to to improve here and there. But um, also know your kind of where your your brain is and what you're more likely to try to try to drift towards. If that's something that if you don't feel as secure, you're not going to be able to perform or hit the muscle groups as much. Mm-hmm. That's important too. If you're trying to train very well, the most important part is recruiting as much of that muscle mass inside of that desired muscle group as possible in a simple way. And then also fatiguing that muscle group with as much muscle mass being recruited as best as possible. So if Cam is slightly pulling his head up a little bit, but it's not creating major issue and he's still able to hit it, that's okay. You know, if he's mm-hmm. whipping his neck back and you know he's like, man, my neck's really been killing me lately. That's probably something we got to look at because that could cause issues down the line, right? Right, and that's a that's a big thing. I mean, me and uh, Zach Coangelo were actually we were messaging a little bit about this back and forth. You know, I recently I've followed a ton of like elite level powerlifters, and some of these squat videos that they will post. There are certain things that I feel like some people would just get really nitpicky about. I feel like the squat you guy kind of gets a little bit too nitpicky. Like um, one of the best, I think she's a 63 kilogram power lift. She recently, she won worlds like a month ago. Um, and when she squats, first off, her legs are probably, her feet are probably closer than shoulder width apart. She has a narrow stance. And then when she squats down, when she's like maxing out her knees go in a little bit. Now she's in 
pretty good control. And that's just the way she's been doing it for years. I mean, obviously the lighter the load, her, her knees tend to stay a little bit more straight. Um, but that's a big thing where it's like, if you're in control of the movement, you're probably going to be fine. But the other day I saw this guy, it was pretty obvious. He had just started working out and his squat, he, his knees were the first and almost the only thing to, to bend. <laughs> like he, there was almost no hips coming back at all. And his heels were coming way up. There's a difference between that. Cause he doesn't really know how to do that movement efficiently. And someone who, you know, if their heels come up a little bit or, you know, something that's these common things that people like to point out, you also have to, you have to consider, is that person an experienced lifter who's just under an extremely high load or is it someone that just doesn't know how to move their body yet? Cause I think there's a pretty big difference between those two. Um, obviously you want to try to, there are certain things that you want to try to avoid, but when you're under a super heavy load, it's like, it's like that one tweet. Remember the one that you and I and Alex talked about from Squat U? He's like, is it more impressive for someone to <laughs> squat uh, 550 pounds and their knees go in a little bit and their back is rounded? Or is it more impressive for someone to squat 400 pounds with perfect form? It's like, well, that's there's a lot of nuance to that, you know? Like, it's obviously more impressive if you're squatting one an extra 100 pounds. One that's an pounds. opinion piece, right? Yeah, it's like... And, you know, I mean, kind of gets people talking. I would argue that 400 is much more impressive. All right, whatever. Cool. Yeah. But it depends. Like if it's a competition, nobody gives a shit. Like you're, if you're if you're squatting the weight, you could do it, you know, yeah. with your big toes, you know, curled inward. doesn't matter. Yeah. You just got to make sure that you're hitting the weight and hitting the depth. Right. But we want to mitigate risk too. So. Yeah. It's a good point. Cam, how do you think you've done this past year in all things fitness? I think I think I've done I'm very happy with how I've done. There is one thing that I've past couple of weeks started working on more. I think I got a little bit too much into the mentality of if I I and I know this isn't true, but I was like I have to gain weight to get stronger. Which I don't think is true. I I think it 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 will definitely help if you're in a calorie surplus, I would assume. But there's so much that goes into being able to lift heavy than just you gaining weight. Like that, there's not a direct correlation. Just because you gain weight doesn't mean you will be stronger. No. But part of me is like, well, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Let me explain exactly what I mean. Cut this I was, off. <laughs> I was making sure that I was eating about 160 grams of protein. And that was like the main thing I was tracking. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I'll try to just be in a calorie surplus. But I'm like, dude, I got up to like, I got up to like 195. And I'm like, I do not feel good being this big. Like I don't, one, I don't really like the way I feel. Like I just feel heavy and slow. And then obviously I didn't like really like the way I looked. So I was like, you know what, let's just try to, lose a little bit of weight. I don't want to be huffing and puffing going up the stairs. And now I'm just under 190. And even that little change, I feel so much better moving. Like just that extra weight I was carrying made me feel clunky. So I was like, Cam, you don't need to be eating 3,000 or 3,200 calories a day. You probably don't need to do that. Um, so just eating a little less, nothing crazy. And I, I eat around, I make sure that I eat around my training session. So I'm fueled for that. But it's like, dude, the first six hours of the day, you know what I'm doing, Andrew? I'm sitting on my butt at work. I'm not doing anything, doing jack shit. Um, so just cutting out some calories or whatever. But dude, as far as progress, like my actual goals that I had, Dude, very, very satisfied. I think I just gained – I gained a little bit more weight than I really needed to, to be honest, but we're fixing that now. So, Guys, just so you know, I have to I have to retract some of Cam's statements here. Okay, listen. If you want to get stronger, you have to put on size. You have to put on weight. That's just how it is. No. Now, if you want to mitigate – yes, that's pseudoscience what you're just spewing right now. No, you if do you, not – no, dude, that – 
you don't need to get you do not need to gain weight to get it depends where you're at though some sometimes no think about this think about this there's way more that goes into lifting heavier than just how much you weigh okay so so here we can we can literally cut that up and explain what you're saying so that you are technically correct with the way that you're saying it if i was to improve my training mechanics improve my deadlift form i could probably add on some weight to my my max repetition my max uh, weight for my pr without gaining any gaining any strength right mm-hmm. cuz i have better leverage i have better control i'm using more of my current muscle mass but if you want to gain strength, if you want to get stronger, you need more mass to generate more power, right? So you have to add on mass in order to get strength. If you're if you want to improve your lifting mechanics, you can see more strength, quote unquote, air quotes, by improving your numbers without putting on muscle. But once again, if you're looking to get stronger visually, physically, add on more mass. That's literally what that is. So that's where hopefully that makes sense where you can say, yes, I, I have, I'm have i lifting more weight without gaining any strength. Your mechanics are probably better, right? Or maybe you've added on a little strength, you've added on a little muscle, and then you lost a little fat. But once again, you're adding on mass that's going to help you with that. I guess the point I was trying to make is just because you gain weight, that does not mean you will get stronger. And yes, my, 100%. And, so in my my mindset for a little bit was if I don't gain a decent amount of weight, I will be very limited in my strength gain potential. So And there's there well, once again, you have to define what that weight is, but yes, there is there is truth to that. Because if you don't add on muscle, you're not gonna be able to get stronger. It's the 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 balancing act here, the way it always is. Because we can't create energy out of nothing. We have to have enough mass in our body, muscle mass, that's literally what it's defined as, right, guys, to generate enough force to do whatever we want to do or look a certain way or whatever, right? The the ener- there has to be able the energy has to be able to come from something generating force. And that's what muscle mass is. So just because you gain 20 pounds, like let's say, hey, 50 pounds, right? Andrew gained 50 pounds in a, a year and some change. Is all that muscle mass? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've tried to mitigate. I probably gained, I would suggest, um, most, of course, it's going to be mostly fat here. I was also very water weight depleted at that point. That's why I was able to see 189. There's a huge water weight component to that too. But well over half, it's going to be water and fat mass that I've gained on. That's going to happen inside of a surplus. I haven't been as tidy as I need to be in order to mitigate some of that fat risk, but you're going to add on that if you're focusing on getting stronger and lifting hard at the same time while you're putting on muscle mass. You you will certainly have an easier time getting stronger if you're in a calorie surplus. That's for sure. You you will. You you will have an easier what's, time. Okay, but what's what's your so your argument is you can gain strength. You can gain more muscle mass. No, I'm not saying you can get no, no 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 no. I'm not saying you can gain muscle mass. I'm not saying you can gain muscle mass in a calorie deficit. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is there's a lot that goes into getting just stronger. That's it. Like honestly, dude, my my legs. Well, there's two main things for muscle mass if we're talking about. Your uh, muscle fibers can become denser, right? They can create more force that way without um, just the ones that you already have, or we can create more muscle fibers. Those are the two different ways that we can actually put on muscle mass. Right. So again, what I was saying is there's going back to one, getting better at the lifts. If, if Depending on where you're at, if you're like a newbie and you really start dialing in your mechanics, you'll be able to get stronger pretty quickly. Um, the, the point I was trying to make is that let's say, let's say over the course of this year, I'm assuming I'm going to gain some weight. Now, are you going to, am I going to take that mentality and say, Oh, the more just weight in general that I put on, that's going to have an equal correlation to my strength gains. I don't think that's more weight on my body 
doesn't instantly make me be able to lift more weight in the three lifts. If I gain, like, this is the way I think about it. Could I lift the same weight if I gained 15 pounds compared to 30 pounds? I'm not going to be able to lift double what I could have been or have double the strength gains if I gained 15 pounds or 30 pounds. I don't think that's the case. And it's and it's all determined on how much of that weight gained is muscle mass. Right. So this goes in, back to my in the, in the in the muscle groups that are desired for that specific lift. Right. So the the mistake I was trying to point out that I made is I gained more fat than I would ever need. Like sure. it's it that to me is like okay, I kind of treated myself a little bit too good. Um but also my arms are f- way bigger than they've ever been and they're fairly lean. So there's a decent amount of muscle that I've gained but also I'm like look at my stomach. I'm like I didn't need to I didn't need to gain all of this. I I went a little bit too overboard and you know where it's like the classic like gym bro thing of like okay I'm going to bulk but I'm going to just eat a bunch of shit and then you kind of end up just getting sloppy. You know, it's like what what's your rate of return for what you want versus the amount of fat that you're going to gain. Um, more is not always better or an, an excess of more is not always better. You're going to need more, but people take that really far. And I think I took it a little bit too far. So Cam, Cam is making a good point here. I just want to, I want to plainly point out guys, if you want to get stronger, once again, you need to put on mass. We want to mitigate our risk of gaining fat as much as we can. So we want a slight surplus. We need to have more energy. We need to be taking in more energy than we're burning every single day in order to create more tissue on our body. And we're trying to train in a way that stimulates muscle growth with that extra energy added in. Now, if Cam was to just eat high protein or the the protein numbers that he would need at a surplus, so he's taking in more than he's burning without training his body, guess what? The muscles are not being stimulated, so there's no need for his for his body. The signal is not being sent for his body to create mass. That's going to be mostly converted into um, adipose tissue or fat, right, and stored for energy. But same flip side coin. In order for us to, let's say, what is Andrew going to do to lean out? Specifically, what does that process look like over the next few months? I'm going to be at a slight deficit. That's why we're going to be doing this for so long because I've added on. We're, we're guessing here, if I've added on 50 pounds in a year in three months or so, a lot of that's going to be body fat. I have, once again, seen, and we can we can look at a body scan, but we can also just look at the numbers that I have in mind, 50 pounds. I've added in, which is less now, it's about 40, right? But I've added in, we can add in all the numbers, all the, the the pounds of weight that I've added on for my personal records or my maxes uh, for different movements. And we can try to calculate through that, guessing how much muscle mass maybe I've added on. We can also try to measure too. There's also a, a body fat percentage involved in that though, because my body fat percentage is so much higher. Anyways, to make it simple, I want to retain as much of that added muscle, whatever that percentage is, 40 to 50 pounds now left um, as possible while I lean out. And once again, like I talked about a little earlier, I'm not aiming specifically for 189 pounds that I was earlier. It's just wherever I can start to see that visible six pack coming through. Same side as Cam or same um, objective as Cam, but now flipped, I want to give myself a slight deficit. I want to stimulate the muscles that I want, really my entire body. I want to retain as much muscle mass as possible. So I need to continue training so that I'm simply sending those signals to those muscle groups. Hey, we use this stuff. We can't use this tissue as energy, even though we're not getting enough energy into our system, right? We're not eating enough. Um, So my calorie deficit is, or I'm not eating as many calories as I need to survive throughout the day. That's going to help us retain as much muscle as possible. Um, And then we can't target specific tissue in specific areas of the body, right? Doing a bunch of crunches or sit-ups, that's not going to say, the body's not going to say, hey, we got to get rid of this fat. That's not how it works. 
we can't target that specifically. The body is just going to slowly draw out all that body fat um, and a little bit of muscle mass, unfortunately, too. But with the weight training and the higher protein diet, that'll help mitigate some of it. We're going to slowly start to see that that fat tissue deplete as used energy day by day as we're at that consistent deficit. So gaining and losing muscle mass or body fat, it's the same process, just flipped, of course. And that's the simple science of what training should be. Well, like the a great, I guess, goal for you is that if you look how you did at the end of 75 hard or, or close to it, just where you're getting those visible abs, but you know, you're five, 10 pounds heavier than your 189. I mean, that's a really good sign. That means that, you know, you've packed on quite a bit of muscle. It might not be five or 10 pounds of muscle, but if you can be leaner or if you can be as lean, but heavier, that's a, that's a good sign over the past year. It's like, Oh, you've been doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense for you guys. I just wanted to point out that, you know, once again, and you, you guys have heard Cam and I talk about this quite a bit. We cannot create, we cannot destroy energy. We're just, the, the simple training science of what we do here, when we're talking about muscle mass and body fat, is we are trying to target as best we can the muscle groups we want to add on mass or muscle mass while trying to mitigate as much body fat gain as possible. And it's flipped when we're trying to lean out. We're trying to retain as much as we can while we're at a deficit, while we're leaning out. Yeah. And that's where it makes sense to do it over a good chunk of time. Cause if you go too far in either way, like in my case, it's like, I will just get fat, <laughs> like, I, like very fat. And if you do it the other way, if your goal is more geared towards leaning out, if you try too much too soon, you might just end up being sticks and bones. Like, you know, you got to do it just bit by bit and hang on to the good stuff. And, you know, you'll, you'll gain a little bit of fat here. In Andrew's case, you might lose a little bit of muscle, but you want to mitigate that risk for both of those. And the best way to do that, I believe is do it over a long period. I mean, six months, that that's a solid amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. In either direction. Yeah. So Cam is right here too, though. I just want to clean that up where just gaining weight is not going to get you stronger. But once again, it's got to be the correct the correct type of weight. We have to be yes. stimulating well and putting on muscle mass. But I, for, for me to get stronger, like my goal has been as well, Cam and I have been in the same boat. I had to put on uh, tissue in order to do that. It's just what type of tissue do we want to see? If you're just trying to – if you burn 2,000 calories a day and you are taking in 2,000 calories a day – um, the body is not going to be able to create more muscle mass. You're kind of allowing yourself. And that's when people can be in those sticky situations. They say, I, I just can't get stronger. I can't put on muscle mass. I don't know what's going on. We have to look at the math involved in all these things. Um, and that will give us the details. The numbers always tell us a story um, mm-hmm. to see what's going on inside of the body. Hopefully that's encouraging yeah. though, because whatever you need to know, the clues are there. We just have to know where to look, right, and how to go about that. The body that you want, whether it's performance or aesthetics, it's there. It can happen. We just have to follow the math, make sure that we are hitting that stuff the way that we need to, and be consistent with it. And then we'll see positive change in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fitness is for you. 2022, this <laughs> is your year. Fitness is for you. <laughs> It is. It's you can everyone. have the body of your dreams. All you got to do is join in <laughs> Protocol 10 training. Use promo code CAM10 for 10% <laughs> off. CAM10. Oh my God. <laughs> that was too good. Been, Man, that was like, that practicing. was a long winded. That was, I'm sorry we turned that into a seminar, but hopefully that is helpful to some of you guys out there trying to, if you're like, dude, I just don't understand how this works, how this fitness thing works. This is applicable to the entire fitness equation, whatever you want to do, pluses and minuses. Yeah. It's hard to know what to do if you don't know what you're currently doing. 
ah, I can't lose weight. I don't know what to do. It's like, well, do you know how many calories you're eating a day versus how many you're burning? No. Well, figure that out first and then you'll, you'll know what to do. The when people say I, I don't want to, I don't want to look at numbers at all when I'm trying to lean out or I don't want to look at what I eat. It's just, it's not going to happen. Listen, you're not all in that. And you want the you want the prize without working at it at least the very minimum, right? You don't have to track every single thing you eat if you get pretty good at knowing specific numbers and you have reference for it. But if you're measuring anything, guys, if you're trying to build a house and you don't take any measurements, what the hell are you doing? Your house is going to look like shit. Right. Right. I mean, dude, I I track all my food. And sometimes I have to do my best guess. Like, I'm not going to bring my scale to my in-laws and measure out the pork. No. I'm going to be like, okay, three pieces. I'm going to guess how many ounces. And then I might double check it later. I might not. One, that's pretty janky. And I try to not do that if I can. Um, but the other thing, it's like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not going to weigh my broccoli. I'm not so concerned about that. Like, it seems like another step. I'm like, that seems a little bit too far, but 90 Four percent of what I eat, I track. And if I eat a little bit extra broccoli, well, you know, whatever. It's track the the big things at least. You know, you don't need to track those six almonds you ate. <laughs> no, like you, you know, you know what that reminds me of. I really like this quote. Um, I forget where it's from, so I apologize. But it's it's choose your uncomfortable. Right? Oh yeah. You can either choose to to find the discomfort or the annoyance of, oh man, I gotta be a little more conscious about what I'm eating, how much I'm eating, what I should be eating. Or you could be uncomfortable in having more body fat than you want, right? Right. Um being off track, energy levels, mood, a lot of those things. So keep that in mind. Choose your uncomfortable. Because more than likely, the thing that's harder is going to be the thing that's better for you. Yeah, I agree. What do you got for the people this week, Cam? I think you, I think you just hit them with it. This this year, you're going to have to choose a lot of hard things. Um, one of those hard things is probably temporarily enjoyable and the other one is enjoyable long-term and it's pretty easy to figure out which one's which. You know what the hardest thing about my job is? is Being I have so to good looking. <laughs> Sometimes I have to convince people, I have to try to convince them to care about their, their health and fitness. Yeah. And it's, that's a losing battle. Um, same thing with the the podcast here. I can't convince you guys and Cam can't convince you. We can try to use all the special words and catchphrases and have the best time when we talk about things like fitness. I can't make you care about your body. I can't make you care about your fitness. I can't make you care about your health. That's got to be on you. But once again, choose your heart because either one, life's hard. It's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. This is the path that's less hard for you in the long run. There's more rewards attached to that. I think Definitely. we have a, and I think you guys would probably agree too. We have a pretty big issue in terms of instant gratification in in, inside of our moment in time for Americans, for across the world, our generation. We want things right away and we are not willing to wait a single second for something that's better off. And there's been a lot of, I don't know if you guys have seen more recent tests involved with that, psychological tests, you know, monetary investments, more than likely people will choose the much lower dollar sign amount now versus the the guaranteed bigger reward mm -hmm. five years from now or whatever. And that's a big issue because guess what? If we apply all those things, fitness is the exact same way. God willing, we're around here five years from now, it's going to come. Five years is going to come and go. Cam and I like to talk a lot about long-term thinking in terms of training. We started doing that last year, and we've said that a couple times. I can't believe this whole year has gone by since our last podcast about um, looking ahead at the, the year ahead of us. I remember sitting in my house talking about that stuff with Cam, and I remember what, what I was thinking about, what was exciting coming up. Um, I remember what chair I was sitting in, 
And here we are. The year is coming to a close. Ready or not, the next year is going to come by and you're going to be in some type of fitness, health and fitness position. So know that once again, it's going to come. Where do you want to be a year from now, five years from now? Um, the battle here, and it's it's also fun too. I don't know if it's fun, but now we are transitioning to what a lot of our listeners have been dealing with over the last few years. I would say when we started this podcast, we were still kids pretty much. Mindsets were a little different. Um, now, Cam and I are in our late 20s. We're approaching 30. Fitness is kind of trying to stay young for the rest of our lives, trying to stay fit and stay healthy as long as we possibly can. So God willing, five years are going to come and go from now, let alone the one year. Where do you want to be? How how much of that that youth, that health, and that fitness do you want to retain or do you want to improve on because you still can even if you're 65? I guarantee you can roll back that biological clock a few years if you get your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. nobody's out there doing everything perfect just like that form stuff we were talking about earlier yeah another rant think about that <laughs> yeah think about that one idiots <laughs> <laughs> you guys are smart people you, you're the smartest people i know you're listening to this podcast so yeah. <laughs> guys i hope you have a great week um cam and i are going to try to get a, another episode in before christmas day but I'm going to actually drop the last three episodes we had all at once. If um, if we do not talk to you, Merry Christmas. Thanks for your part of the Fired Up Podcast. We appreciate you guys. And um, we're looking forward to doing this thing in 2022 with you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacation. I feel better at work. I mean, whatever is worth. I get whatever I'm worth. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Look at my life, man. That's lessons on.